Hi, I'm Sadek. And I'm Christian. And this is episode 86 of Shades of Brown. And this week, we're going to start off with with more phones uh, because MWC, right, happened. Is it still happening? I don't know. No, MWC is now over. Okay. You could say that the conference has been folded in for the year. <sighs> <laughs> all right. All right. I mean, let's let's start with, with, the, with the first phone, uh, the LG G8, which is... You know, like it just looks like an LG phone, but then you then you realize, right? It it has quote unquote palm reading. So let me just explain this to you. So this is basically what it ha- what it does. It has this like camera system, like in front. It's called Hand ID. I'm not joking. It's actually called Hand ID, and it, it pulses this like infrared signal at your palm, right? And and then the, and the phone extracts a map of your veins based on how the hemoglobin in your blood absorbs the IR signal. And then, like, it creates, like, this vein maps. Uh, and then, yeah, so it creates this unique vein map, and then it, you, you unlock the phone. And, like, okay, I mean, apparently we're we're just, like, scanning our veins. It's, it's That's what we were doing. Also, um, uh, we need a quick correction. It's actually not the LG G8. It's the... LG G8 Thin Q. Oh fuck's sake! Oh my god, I forgot about the Thin Q part. Like I was. Just How could you time. forget about the Thin Q? It's, it's, it's so it's so bad that I forget about forgot about it. Uh, yeah, so it's called the Thin Q. Oh god, that's so bad. Um, the 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 front camera, like the front camera setup, is called the Z camera. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, also, like the Z camera, like you can use it for like air gestures like you do like weird motions with your hand that make you look like an idiot in front of everybody right uh like you combine hand id with air motion so like everything you do you can do without like touching the phone itself i mean when would you need this uh is this just not a gimmick like like really uh Everything else is just standard, right? There's no no nothing else. Well, that- the um speakers. So, LG does this thing on their TVs with their um OLED panels, which is actually interesting. They don't have physical speakers on them. They actually vibrate the entire panel to produce sound. And at least on the TV side from I actually a family member of mine has an LG TV. It sounds pretty good. And so they're bringing it to their phones cuz makes sense, right? LG makes a panel for the TVs, they makes a panel for their phones. So, this device will, in theory, vibrate to produce sound, which is even more like what's, what's even more interesting about it is when you're doing phone calls, I think in theory, you can do like bone conduction with it technically because it's a vibrating panel. So if you like press it against your temple bone or whatever the bone right next to your ear is on your face, yes, yeah, if you put the phone screen against there. In theory, you would get better sound quality than if you actually put it to your ear, especially if you're in a noisy environment. That's kind of interesting, actually. Like I've never, like I've never tried one of those bone conducting things. Like I, I don't, I wonder how they actually sound. Uh, but that's that's cool, actually. That's that's interesting. At least, I mean, uh, so this is like let's just spec wise, it's it's what like a 1440p OLED display, right? OLED panel, uh, six point one inches. Uh, 
what else? There is the... I imagine, they didn't say in the article, but I'm going to imagine that LG is still putting in their powerful DAX in here. I would imagine, yeah. I would imagine this keep probably the same DAC, right? This, like, There's uh, actually no the, bottom shot of the phone, which is interesting. Is this yeah, still the yeah, headphone jack? I, I, it's not mentioned uh, in the, the article, but like... Uh, Mm, did did the LG G7 have one? I, I don't know. I believe uh, LG was LG because LG packs the the B and O DAC and the G7. Remember? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah I I'm gonna imagine. Oh yeah, <sighs> this one has a quad DAC. Okay, yep. okay, okay. Uh, so that's that's why. I mean, if I don't like, like the thing is like if you're buying like a phone for the quad DAC, I I don't know. Like it's. I guess it appeals to a certain market. I suppose uh, the audiophiles will pay for it. I mean, uh, the, the red version of the phone um, at the bottom of the article, you could say you could stunt with the quad dab with that one. Jesus Christ. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, the, the, you say that, but the red phone actually looks pretty nice. Uh, it, it's nice color of red. Uh, it looks pretty cool. Uh so yeah, that's that's the G7, uh, then G8. Jesus, oh, all these G8, then Q. Oh, you know, you know what? You could imagine they would preload that one Far East Movement song. No, that uh, was G6. Sip, sip and sizzle up in my ride, like fuck. a G6. Shit, my reference is ruined. Yeah, that oh. was two years ago, pal. Oh my god, two years ago. And you will, you you should find. Um, if if I don't forget to do this, I will pull the episode where we talk about the G6. Oh my god, we did do this. We, we I feel like we we, it, we had right? this exact same bit. <sighs> Fuck. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure there's a G8 plane thing, but there's no song. So, damn it. Uh, all right. So that's the LG phone. Uh, I mean, I'm still wondering about the you know the you know the boot loop issues that plagued LG. Uh, oh, LG phone software is absolute trash. Like, like, don't like this hardware is nice, but don't get me wrong. Like, their software, their skin of Android. Yeah, I don't is so trust. Gross. I don't. I don't trust the G, uh, LG phone to actually work. Like not start boot looping or like the uh like the flash failing. Usually when it boot loops, I think it's just the flash that failed. Uh so that's bad. So next up we have Sony, and Sony is doing what Sony does best is make extremely weird phones. Uh so a very tall phone. So we're gonna this is a phone with a 21 by 9 aspect ratio, right? So it is it's tall. Uh, so it's like 6.5 inches and there are like multiple phones, right? Like there is 10 phones, right? Uh, Xperia one, uh, and the Xperia 10 and the Xperia 10 plus. Uh, so Xperia one is the flagship phone with the, with the, with the 4k, is that 4k? Is that 3840 by 1644 OLED? Uh, Technically think, closest to 4k, but you can't get like proper 4k, right? Because of the aspect ratio. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's like 3.5k or something. Uh, and they're like, that is like the, uh, the, the premium device. Uh, so it has like, uh, so these sensors, like, uh, three, Three cameras, 12, three, 12 megapixel, uh, one 26 millimeter wide lens and, uh, 52 millimeter telephoto lens and a 16 millimeter ultra wide lens. So this is a trend this year, right? All these phones are, have more than two cameras, right? Three cameras or even more. Uh, okay. Can we talk about like the, the, the aspect ratio? Because I think that is the weirdest thing about this one. Like, these are with, some tall boys. <laughs> 
Okay, so imagine like, will this fit in your pocket? Do you think this will fit in your pockets? Um, I want to say no, but not because of the size. For the fact of that, I what country can you buy a Sony phone in anymore? Genuine question. You can't buy them in the states. Can you buy them in Canada? I don't even think you could buy them in Canada. I I don't know actually. I've never I've never tried looking into buying a Sony phone. Though I don't think they look bad. Like the the purple one, the deep purple color. You know that looks pretty dope actually. But it's like it's so tall. And it's like uh, I have fairly big, large hands, and it's like it's still gonna be really like painful to like go to the top of the screen, right? Uh, I hope they like design like the their skin to not be you know too top heavy because it's gonna be painful to reach the top. Uh, but like, what's the point of it being this long? Okay, like, so appa- <laughs> apparently, like they're justifying it by like. Like it's like movies that are gonna look really good. Like they have a cinema pro mode in the in the uh, in the camera that lets you shoot like 4K HDR video at like 24 frames per second, which is like uh, which is like a movie thing. Uh, like they think like this, this all these Sony movies are gonna come out in 21 by nine, so you can watch like Lawrence of Arabia in like 21 by nine. Uh, so yeah, like they're just it's so strange. Uh, they just like it's like the synergy between Sony's like movie at movie studio thing and then the phone so they're like trying to synergize uh but that's like oh my why would you it's so strange this is this is like like so i was bored the other day and i was watching the ps3 original e3 keynote from from many years back and this is what this reminds me of there's a whole lot of tech in there and the and their selling points are them just cross referencing like other parts of sony yeah and, and there's like yeah. no consumer benefit to it yep yeah this is this is sony as like sony always does that. this is like another it's like a non-new thing right like they keep they always always have this weird like uh sort of integrations that are not helpful to anybody else like like the movie thing the aspect ratio the only uh, thing that would have made this more sony is if this was presented on stage by a dude wearing an all-white suit <laughs> original well, sony e3 fans will oh know what i'm god. talking about oh my god also also <laughs> this still has the side mounted fingerprint scanner no in display one right uh uh 128 gigs of expandable storage do they mean like like one twenty eight gigs internal plus um, micro oh, okay. SD, right? So plus micro SD, okay. Uh, and also, it says that it's coming to, uh, it's coming in black and purple to the United States. Uh, there's no specific carrier partners yet, uh, and no price and no release date. So you know, uh, <laughs> this is why Sony doesn't sell any phones because like they never. Like they announce the phone, but they don't announce like who's gonna be selling it or like how much it is gonna be, how much it's gonna cost, uh, stuff like that. You know, like I'm gonna be honest, I just don't see what's the point of buying this over like a Samsung phone, especially because that aspect ratio is just gonna make it annoying to use. Yeah, it's just just and then like and the bezel like the bezels uh, and even and yeah. even like for watching videos. You're watching it on mobile. Most carriers will, by default, throttle your streams to 480p. Yeah, and so you also, have to manually like turn that off in, on so all also, US carriers. So also, if you like watch YouTube, and most videos are not 21 by nine. Just just by the way, <laughs> it's not 21, 21 by nine. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna have black bars at each side. So you know, enjoy that. I suppose this is uh, the best phone to watch MKBHD videos on, and nothing else. <sighs> 
I mean, is that our MKBHD videos? Twenty one like nine, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, he he switched over to uh to a skinnier aspect ratio a while back. So so technically, you can get AK MKBHD YouTube videos, and it would look beautiful on this phone. Oh but everything God. else is just going Everyone to suck. Else, yeah, it's just gonna suck. Like and and the tall display, you can scroll Twitter for days. Uh, which sounds you can, bad. Actually, you can you can read all of the bad toots with this. No yeah. no scrolling. No with scrolling. this long boy. You can you can read an entire thread and don't have to scroll. Uh, so it's gonna be good. Uh, so there's the mid range phone, right? The the Xperia 10 and the 10 Plus. So is the 10 Plus just the bigger version of the 10? Is that what that is? Uh, okay. Uh, so and you mentioned like it has an older processor. Uh, I, but it's it is like mid range. Like it's it's like it's 10 is like 350 US dollars and 10 plus is like 430. So like, but why would you buy this over like a Nokia phone? Like why 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 would anyone like buy this? Or even more, you get like a, a Motorola phone that's better supported on the carrier side of things. And uh, Sony says that like this will work on Verizon too as well with as a like AT and T and T Mobile. So it's like. You know, three carrier support for this one. Uh, no, pro- no release date. Oh no, 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 March 18th. Okay, so March. So we have a release date for this one. Uh, I still don't understand. Like, like this. Like, it's only still selling these in the United States. But I, like, I feel like I've I've never seen anyone with a Sony phone like ever. Uh, it's like it is. Strange, uh, like the the aspect ratio thing is not helping them. Uh, they have some like it's, it's who's buying these. More like, importantly, yeah. let's talk about software and updates. Sony still has a weird skin, and the mid range phones are not Android one, and they're running an over a year old processor. Right, they're using a Snapdragon six thirty. So that's that without Android one means I wouldn't like honestly. If you're buying a phone for less than four hundred bucks, you should make sure it has Android one. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, like there's like I'm not seeing any good reason to buy this. Like, it's just just no compelling reason. Like, well, why would you buy this? Uh, and like, so people used to buy Sony phones because Sony was the only one that made small phones. Yeah, but and then, then they stopped, is not, and then they stopped it, making small phones. Now they're yeah, making so long only, phones. Yeah, so their only appeal is gone, right? Like, there's no like this. Like, I'm like I'm just looking through these. Like, the only thing that is appealing to me is like the. The Xperia One's purple color, right? Like, but that's just like extremely vanity appeal. Like, there's it's not gonna like actually solve like that many phones. Like, people just people are like, oh yeah, that's a that's a nice color, but like, what else is good, right? Uh so 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 not not a good showing from Sony. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I wish they would keep stick to the making small phones. Because I feel like they could actually have a nice niche of like they could actually sell enough devices to make like I don't know like the Z1 Compact I think if that's what it's called the Z1X yeah. that line yeah. of phone that was a... yeah, yeah that was nice it was a nice phone yeah it was a nice size like this this is just like the opposite direction of a nice size it's like for, like the aspect ratio just makes it uncomfortable like it just it's not even it's not just big it's just tall. Uh, which which just makes it uncomfortable. So uh, let's talk about our next topic, which which is ex- extremely 
all chose it. Uh, it's going to be Microsoft Excel. <laughs> Apparently. This is, uh, you could say we're doing a, a strange pivot to our next topic. Oh, my God. You fucking made a pivot table joke. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> listen, listen. We oh have to make God. pivot table jokes or else everyone's going to V look up us out of this podcast. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's talk about this feature. This is actually kind of neat. Uh, so this is OCR on steroids, I guess. Uh, like, uh, like Microsoft Excel, you can snap a picture of a doc, like a like a table, and it will like make us like a proper spreadsheet in into Excel, right? Like a properly like labeled and like columns and like everything. So, Trusta, why why do you think this is like exciting? Because this is just like you know uh, OCR. So, so this is this is AI plus five, 8K plus 5G, actually. <laughs> I, I'm so I'm sorry. But um, no, this, this feature is very exciting because there's been many times in my life where I've had to make spreadsheets of things that are sent to me as either a PDF or some other form, right? That is not a spreadsheet. And copying, pasting shit sucks. And even worse, like manually typing stuff in is like, oof, oof. And so just taking a picture and even even if it's like a shitty table that's made, but as long as the columns are formatted correctly, right, you can just sort of like reformat it to make it look pretty. That is so much better than doing any of this yourself. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is this will this will definitely be helpful for like, you know, in like data input, like data entry from paper into into digital. Uh like it's mm, mm. <sighs> So that's 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 that. that that's that feature. We just yeah, okay. now we really, talk about video games. <laughs> I I mean, if you think about it, Excel really is just a video game. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a video game for people who like to uh, do spreadsheets, like people who play Eve Online. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's that's not that's not even like a like I'm not that's not actually like an insult. Like Eve Online players uh, like to use spreadsheets to do stuff. Uh, it's a very complicated game. So. Do you want to talk about the USB story first before we talk about games? Yeah, because let's actually like... let, let's switch this up. So, um, <laughs> you just introduced USB story because I can't. I don't have it in okay, me. I don't. Okay, I don't okay, have it in okay, me. Okay, okay. Okay. So let me just read the title, and you, you all can start laughing already. Uh, USB three point two is going to make the current USB branding even worse. Uh, so let's let's get started. Uh, Okay, so let's start with USB 3.0. Uh, a USB 3.0 connection is at five gigabits per second, right? Uh, and the, the, this data rate was like branded like super speed USB, uh, you know. And then you know USB 3.1 came along, and then they like up the up the data rate to ten gigabit per second. And so, and they decided to retroactively rebrand USB 3.0 after 3.1 came out to 3.1 Gen 1, right? And so USB 3.1 Gen 1 is USB 3.0, so at 5 gigabits, right? And then the 10 gigabit connections that are uh, actually like the new connection is like USB 3.1 Gen 2. So... And if you're not already confused, like manufacturers are always like saying like something supports USB 3.1, but they don't mean is it is it Gen 1 or is it Gen 2? Like you don't know. Uh so USB 3.2, what they did was 
5 gigabit devices are now USB 3.2 Gen 1. 10, 10 gigabit devices are now USB 3.2 Gen 2. And 20 gigabit devices will be USB 3.2 Gen 2 by 2. Because, because why? Because it's, it is, uh, running two 10 gigabit connections along different pairs of wires simultaneously. And it's just like, you know, uh, two by two, uh, because there's two connections. And, and that's, that, that's USB 3.2. Uh, I feel I, like I, you I, forgot to tell. So please, please, uh, let us know what's fast speed, what's super speed. Okay. So, uh, fast speed, I think is USB one. Or uh, I don't remember, like fast speed or super speed was uh, like uh, yeah, super super speed was USB three point So USB three point was branded as super speed USB, uh, and I think fast speed was USB uh, one two point two or like USB one point one. I don't remember. Like uh, nobody uses the super speed branding really. Nobody knows what the fuck the super speed. Uh, or fast speed. I don't think even the USB implementers forum knows what the fuck is going on. I think they're all extremely high. Uh, and like they just make these up, uh, like th- these are like elaborate trolls, right? Uh, like I don't understand why, why it's called 3.2 gen 2.2. Why not just use an incrementing number scheme? Like why do you do this to us? Why? Why does why do you like why now not manufacture like motherboard manufacturers gonna be like oh yeah we have USB three point two now you don't know it is, is it Gen one or is it Gen two you know or is Gen you know why they do this you know brands for the reason you just stated they're literally doing it so motherboard manufacturers can say they support three point two and charge more for their motherboards I I am I feel it in my heart that is the only reason as to why they're doing this <sighs> like. All of this is like not, not nothing about this is consumer friendly, right? Like none of the like USB hasn't been consumer friendly for a while, but like this is like like you know USB was supposed to be like the thing that you know sort of unified you know the universal serial bus, you know, like the whole promise of it was that it was not, it was supposed to be like you know you could just get a cable and a device and you could just plug stuff in and it'll work. Like, but now you're gonna have to worry about like okay, do I have like it's it's gonna be backwards compatible, right? Like I think USB three point two, Gen two by two, and Gen Gen one and Gen two, Jesus Christ, will be uh will be all backwards compatible, but like it's just like it's just like I don't I don't understand like what it's just if if it's just like is it just like the motherboard manufacturers just like own the USB minus forum? Is that what's going on? Like is that what that is? Uh, like I I don't I don't like you, you somebody needs to do like a like a profile on the people who run who are in the USB implementers forum to find out like what the fuck is actually so um I've now pulled up the <laughs> Wikipedia page on the USB if yeah USB dash if what if yeah. USB their their logo <laughs> is USB enabling connections which is cheeky and cute that's a cute <laughs> that's a cute logo I I feel bad for supporting it but that's that's a cute one um so the USB IF is a 503 or 501c organization charity? is a charity no no no, no Fi- it's not a 501s are, those are like boards oh it's C6 okay yeah, so yeah, it's like C6, a professional yeah. okay yep. okay and the president 
chief operating officer is Jeff Ravencraft. And the USB if in 2015 took in just short of five million dollars in revenue. Five thousand or is that five million? Oh, it's five million. Well, it's like yeah, it's like four point seven million in revenue, and their expenses were like four point five million. And they have like zero employees and fifty seven volunteers. So no, like, where is that money going? So what? Where is that four point five million in expenses going? Like, what is that for? Uh, this is like really weird uh, because like I, like I, like so clearly like my my hot take is that the USB IF is actually a front for a secret world organization of what for what purpose? <laughs> what's the? What's I mean, the, think about it. If you're going to do some evil shit. The USB IF is the best way to cover it up because yeah, who, who uh, gives a fuck about the USB IF? That's you know that's that's fair. Uh, like who actually like they have no they have no employees right zero according to their uh, to twenty fifteen I guess IRS filing, uh, and like they don't have uh, they they have fifty seven volunteers which I assume are the people who you know actually make the decisions on what what to call stuff. And they have they make four point seven million. Where does the four point seven million come from, and where why do they have four point five million in expenses? The, the, the best part about this too is that the USB IF has actually grown stronger and bigger in in recent years. Because in two thousand ten, they absorbed the uh, Personal Computer Memory Card International Association, also known as PCMCIA. Oh yeah, PCMCI is dead. Basically, it hasn't yeah. been used yet. Okay, yeah. So, so that was there's actually an organization oh, that that was that went over SD cards and all of that, and PC uh, MCIA as well was the format they proposed. The USBIF absorbed it. So here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking the USBIF is some kind of front. You know, um, I, I by the way, just so I don't we don't get thrown off of any news platform. Um, we're totally not pushing a real conspiracy theory here. We're yeah, pushing a bullshit one which, uh, yeah, it's because it's, it's 2019, and I feel like yeah. I, I feel like that. Okay, so uh, you know, you know, I, mm-hmm. yeah, like I, I realize where the money comes from, right? They 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 sell vendor IDs, so it's it says uh, a vendor ID is necessary for obtaining a certification of compliance, right? And the USB IF is like responsible for those, and and the cost for issuing like a like a USB vendor ID is like five thousand dollars, right? Uh, and then if you want to use the trademark USB logo, you to identify devices that are licensed, like that that are certified, you need to pay three thousand five hundred dollars for a two year term. So, so that's how they're making their money. Four point five million. Four point. But what are they doing seven, with that money? I yeah, that's the thing. Where what are they spending four point five million dollars on? Like, I I don't understand. I don't understand. What like, do they just hold a lot of meetings? Like, is it? Are they just buying a lot of like Office three sixty five licenses? Like, what are you doing with five million dollars? <laughs> five million dollars <laughs> a worth of Office three sixty five. What what if they just like spend like a bunch of money on like yeah, just like like they just like meet every month at like an extremely fancy hotel, right? And like that's how they spent four point five oh, million. Oh, it's, it's so it's like a Valley Egghead, right? Just yeah. like nodding his head while wearing Google Glass and sipping on oh. caviar, saying "What if two by two super speed?" And oh everyone clapping God. and going, "God, George, God, George, you've <laughs> done it!" <sighs> and then uh, and then they like all rip off their clothes and scream out "Metocracy." 
Okay, I mean, I mean, this this, this is like I can't believe like this is, this is an actual thing and this actual thing we have to deal with because everybody uses USB. You know, you uh, know what the USB IF is the USB IF is some white people bullshit. Yeah, it really is. It really <laughs> like the next time really someone is. asks me like, "What's a prime example of that?" of like that's some white people bullshit. I'm gonna point to the USB IF and be like, "They collect five million dollars a year ostensibly to do something, and all I've seen is that in 2014 they made a Type C connector, which came from Apple and like Intel originally, and they just renamed shit. And like, how come I don't have that kind of money? <sighs> like honestly, like what the fuck? And also like. Like it's just this. This is yeah. This all of this is consumer unfriendly. Not nothing is nothing about this. This feels like a circle jerk. Like a, it's like a branding circle jerk. Like what the fuck? Uh, all right, all right. Let, let's that. That's enough of the USB implementers forums shenanigans. Uh, let's move on to uh, video games with with Destiny Two. Uh, so this is all you because I don't know what the fuck is going on here. So so um. This is a mid Destiny 2's um second year of content and Bungie had taken to uh do what Fortnite does and they have season passes. In Destiny's case they call it annual pass which you pay $35 for which I think it's on sale right now on PSN for like 15 bucks, but it gives you a year's worth of additional content and it's content that's getting dropped like every month, every couple of weeks, right? There's new content that's coming out and you just pay for it and you know you get to play all of it up until, you know, the current point of release. So with the first season post Forsaken, we had Black Armory. And now, coming on Tuesday, we're going to have the next season of content, the annual pass, called Season of the Drifter. And so, the reason I wanted to talk about this is just because I I actually think that this form of of content and DLC is actually not a bad one. Um because with Destiny, with uh, Black Armory, you essentially got a bunch of three people group activities. So you got forges where you would like it'd be like a horde style mode that you would get powerful weapons for playing right, and it gave you a couple new story missions. And so instead of it being like a like a short story campaign, it's just more end game content. So. So you like you pay sixty bucks for Forsaken, which is like you know twenty hours of all story content, a whole bunch of stuff contained in that. And then afterwards, the annual pass is if you want more of the end game content, you pay thirty five dollars for it. But new game modes and some new content will be given for free, right? But you know the majority of it is leaning more towards say you know the annual pass, like new crucible maps, right? Multiplayer maps, all that that's free, but. And you say like new modes, gameplay modes and such, you have to pay for, which I actually don't think is a bad way of doing it because Bungie, Bungie said, you know, instead of just doing like, you remember how Destiny 1, right, had like House of Wolves and all that. It was like a three, four hour campaign that had a new game mode and the story was kind of lacking. Bungie's like, we, with the amount of money budgeting, we you know we budget for these and the, or sorry, with the amount of money we budget for this and the amount of time we need to have from, you know, development cycle to release. Instead of making a compromised story campaign, it might be better just to make more end game content and throw more lore and more bits of story and world building in there and, you know, do one big main campaign and then have another team work on just additional end game content at a cheaper price for the rest of the year until the next big story campaign comes out. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so instead of doing a few big releases, uh, well, they are doing a few big releases. They just, 
they're sort of like spreading it out, like they're spreading out like the yes, yeah, so like so every week there's like a new bit of content that comes out under the annual okay. pass. Okay, okay. I mean, that's uh, I suppose that's that's better for people who are still playing Destiny Two at this point, right? Like it would make sense because like the people who are still playing at this point are like the people who are invested. Clearly, mm-hmm. uh, so you you want them to keep playing. So you wanna you want them to like the, the continuous sort of like sort of drip feeding the content uh, is is actually a great idea because then you get people coming back every week. Uh, to and then also, if you do drip feed content, right? If say one bit of content flounders and the community is like this is bullshit and it's broken you could then in theory have more time to reevaluate other bits of content and then readjust yeah, it tr- and tweak it yeah. a little bit before yeah. release right uh so th- th- does this stuff like have like new raids is it like also like yep, new raids like, as well okay, oh, so okay. black army had um three or four forges which is like the three people activities and then they had as well a new raid and Season of the Drifter is going to have a new Gambit mode, a new three-person activity, and some new Gambit maps, and a couple of new story quests, plus right, a new ha- exotic weapon quest. All right, I have a question. So, mm-hmm. uh, say say I start. Is is this a good time to start playing the game? Like, if you if you want to get into Destiny Two, is this a good time? Like, if you want to, like, like I like I'm thinking about like I'm thinking about like the PC version. Like, I have the base game. Maybe if I get like the expansion stuff, you know, Forsaken and like the annual pass or whatever. Uh, Will you like, be playing this... alone for the most part, right? Or do you think mm-hmm. you'll be like, you'll be able to find some people to play with? Because I, these I three people activities yeah. are technically yeah. raids, of course, aren't match made, but the other stuff is match made. Yeah, but yeah. this is end game content, right? And end game content is meant more of like you have a group of friends that's you're playing true. with. That's true. Because yeah, you that's could do it solo, right? You could do it solo, yeah. but. Um, it's definitely better if you play it, yeah, yeah. With, with, with people. Okay, yeah, that's the problem. That's the thing I was thinking about is that uh, as Destiny endgame content was like always for me, it was just like like it's just the, the raids take a long time. Like there's a significant time investment. Well, the uh, the new uh, raid that came out, Black Armor, is actually a shorter one. Bungie said they wanted it to be the exact opposite of the 20 hour raid. There's like this the one I remember like on Twitch it was like 26 hours until or 24 hours until the first clear. Yeah, this one's a little more of like a uh, not a straight like corridor you go down but it's more linear right and the puzzles are a little more obvious it's more of like this one's more of one they said they wanted to be more of a laid-back raid you can kind of bs your way through but still be challenging versus something where you have to figure out puzzles so so i i don't think that this one is as challenging but it's still a fun raid with the black armory release i just think that for destiny's end game it's always been something that while you can do it solo the end game in most multiplayer games, right, aren't really meant like even World of no, Warcraft, you're, right? You're absolutely like you don't like you don't right. buy World of Warcraft to do end game content solo. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like at the end game, you're really like uh, like you really like sort of have to rely like the end game content is hard enough that way to rely on your like teammates actually doing like their part uh, in sync with you. So it's like you have to actually cooperate, right? Like you can't. Like you can't just because you know, there's actual mechanics with this, right? Instead yeah, of just shooting yeah. bullet sponges. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Uh, it's just that, like, I don't know, like, Des- like Destiny, like, like, I don't want to redo all like the beginning content, and but it's well, like, if you buy Forsaken, you could just buy a character boost that'll skip you all the way to Forsaken content. Oh, that's interesting. So yeah. Okay. Well, sorry. If you get Forsaken, it comes with one. You can buy additional ones because hashtag microtransactions. But the purchase of the actual game gives you a boost to um, Forsaken level content. So you could just skip through because I know you beat Destiny Base One, but you didn't play uh, Curse of Osiris or Warmind, right? Uh, 
No, no, I did not. No, I only I only played yeah the base game essentially. Uh, like I finished the base game campaign, and that's like I got my Mida multi tool, etc. Yeah, so you get it there. You just if you wanted to, you just get the character boost. Just do the Curse of Osiris and the Warmind stuff. Skip the original <laughs> campaign, and then go into Forsaken. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just wish I could like import my Xbox One character. Like that would actually be like that would actually be more like really good because then I could just you know continue from that. But yeah, that's yeah. That's Although as well, they're doing something nice with um, this one is that if you buy the annual pass, they're they're having special missions you can play that'll get you right up to the um, power level of the new content because because season of Drifter starts at six hundred forty. And so with Black Armory, they had a problem where they set it at 600, but most players were only at like 540 when the content got released. So a lot of people couldn't even play it right because they just kept getting owned by mobs. So so what Bungie's doing this time is they're like, listen, we, you know, it's obviously you paid for the content. You can't play it because you're underleveled. It, it kind of makes you not want to play it. So they're having optional missions. Like it's not required. It's only if you want to, you know, skip ahead to it. But if you just beat through those missions, it'll give you a set of gear that are at 640 lights. You can immediately go into the new content. Uh, so they're, they're essentially like giving you like, like a, Sort of like a boost. It's like uh like they just give you like guaranteed weapons that you'll just okay. okay yeah, they give you guaranteed drops at that level so you can actually play yeah. it. Okay, Which I think it's fair. I think that's the right way to do it. Yeah, that's that's there's some new interest new weapons. Um are, 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 I don't know if these are new, but they look nice. Uh the the oxygen SR three, the precise I, I like scout rifles, so it's like, you know, they look nice. Uh but yeah, so that's yeah, because like if you see right on the Bungie page, you see how there's like a post right and has dates on it. So that's how they do it for all their seasons. They have a roadmap and they tell you when, um, you know, when throughout the season, what day the content's going to drop it, right? So all of that doesn't come day one. It just sort of goes throughout. And then they also tell you, you know, which content's going to be free to all players. And, and if it's not, if it doesn't say free to all players and it requires the um, expansion to be purchased. Right, right, right. So how much is the expansion? Is it, So it's like the Forsaken expansion and the annual pass. So right? Forsaken, so if you buy the game right now, you get Forsaken, right? If you buy the actual game, which would be $60, I think it's like 40 if you own the base game. But I, it's discounted right now on Battle.net and um, PSN. So the annual pass, though, is $35, and this is for this expansion, and there's two more after this. Two more sets of expansion content after this. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, so that's that's Destiny. Uh, like, uh, Destiny is one of those things that I, I kind of want to play, but at the same time, I don't. Like, it's like I don't want to... I don't know. Oh, whatever. Uh, well, the thing, still, the thing about Destiny is that... I don't have the time, actually. <laughs> really. Uh, like... Yeah, what are you gonna say? So, it's it, it's it's not. I I used to think that right that like I had mixed feelings about it, and I was like, this is a trash game. Why do I keep playing it? And then I realized it's for in terms of looter shooters go. And now that the Division Two is an open beta, and that Anthem has came out, Destiny surprisingly is the one that respects your time the most. <laughs> that's a, that's actually kind of hilarious because okay, yeah, I mean. Uh, the division two, I haven't seen what it's what it's like, but it's, Anthem, it's, Anthem, uh, division two is more division. And I can tell you, if it's more division, it's uh, oh, it's. I, I was it, about to make a math just, pun, but I I do not know enough math to make any puns. It's is it just like a bunch of bullet sponges? Like yeah, the next game, it, it's the last just game? low loot drops. So basically, the division and Anthem are Diablo three pre the loot patch, and Destiny is not as good as Diablo three, but it leans more towards the Diablo three. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah, so Destiny is actually somehow the best, best looter shooter at the movie. Uh, Anthem just, just, Anthem just looks, Anthem just looks uninteresting. Like, even from like a basic design perspective, it just looks boring. Uh, so that's that. Um, so let's move on to something a little bit, you know, uh, I guess exciting. Uh, Pokemon, uh, Sword and Shield was announced, right? Uh, there was a Nintendo Direct, uh, I think. Uh, one Wednesday, and they announced uh, Pokemon Sword and Shield for late 2019. Uh, I would imagine that means like before December. October, because, September usually is when Pokemon oh, games yeah, come out. Yeah, of course, yeah. that that can change, but it's usually October to set or October September when the when the mainline series comes out. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts? Like, I haven't watched Direct, so I don't know. Uh, and I never watched Direct, so that's that's, that's just. Yeah, you're losing. Like, you're missing out. Nintendo directs are pretty fucking good, and they're also like less than ten minutes. Like your okay. average Jimquisition episode is longer than a Nintendo. Oh, direct. that's 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 fair. Yeah. Uh, so what, what what do you think? Like I'm looking at the pictures, the screenshots. Uh, it's more Pokemon, it, and already ha- and already placed my pre order. It is more uh, of the okay. same, and okay. I will. And that's, I've already okay. and I've already and I've already gonna buy the game day one because it's a Pokemon game. I know what I'm getting, and um. I have problems, I guess. I don't uh, know. Also, 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 this cute outfits, I guess. I mean, your your character can have. It, can you like customize your character to wear different? Things? Yeah, you can do it at Sun and Moon. So I imagine they're bringing it back for this one. So, truthfully, with with this game, it's just it's just a new Pokemon game. And like, there, there's honestly like, if you don't like Pokemon, this is not the game for you. However, um, I'm hot trash, and I will be playing this in Animal Crossing all of this winter because uh, I feel like the next direct is going to be an Animal Crossing one, and I'm so excited for it. Um, that's the thing. Nintendo's honestly just recycles shit with for- with Pokemon, and like I don't know, it's it's a game. You know, you you ba- you catch monsters, you catch the same monsters, and then you just battle them. And for some reason, it's sticky and it's fun to play. I, I mean, at least it looks nice. Like it looks like it has a decent looking art style. Like it's like a cell shaded art style. I don't know. Like is it like it's similar? It to Let's go. Bit... It's like sort of cell shaded. However. I just really wish that the Pokemon team this time would focus on performance because Pokemon games have always had like, they're the only first party Nintendo games to not consistently hit 60 on any console I they run on. Why? Like, there's not even like that much going on in this. I, I don't Like, I don't, Let's Go uh, had the same problem as well. Let's Go did not run at a consistent 60. I don't even think it ran at a consistent 30. It was, it, Pokemon games were always weird with their performance. And it was the same on the DSs and the 3DS. Yeah, and like Game Freak uses like their own engine, right? Yeah, I think that's that's part of the problem. Uh, so, all right. So it looks it looks all right for for what it is, I suppose. Uh, and anything else before we wrap up? Um, I mean, are you sure you're not going to play this game? Because you should you should get a Pokemon game. You should, I haven't. Mm, I mean, this, like one might, not- this is like a mainline one. So, like, honestly, you should try maybe like Let's Go. Like, I don't know. Let's Go is like, it's it's easy to jump into and you, it doesn't require you to have the baggage of 20 years of Pokemon games to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that Pokemon, the core gameplay loop of Pokemon never appealed to me, right? Like, that's the problem. Like, it's like, like the, the whole, like, go around towns, do, like, you know, do battles and like you know collect stuff like you know level up your Pokemon like that the whole like the whole loop never appealed to me. Uh, it's not a new thing like it has never like I've never really gotten into it like like I tried playing it at some point in an emulator like I tried like Pokemon Gold you know uh, like it's it's just it's just not it just just doesn't like I don't enjoy like the the like I don't get it so so that's that's why like I don't know I, I probably won't pick it up like I don't have. I haven't touched the Switch in a long time. That I, I'll be honest. 
so when the new Animal Crossing game comes out, will you pick that one up? I, see, I, I'm even less familiar with Animal Crossing than I am with Pokemon. So it's like, it's, it's like zero. So <laughs> how about when like Final Fantasy VII comes out later on this month? Will you be picking that up for the Switch? You know, I'm, I'm starting to think that the, the Switch was a bad idea for me to buy it. But because uh, I'm going to be know. honest with you, Switch games, it's on. Uh, I like it's really just going to be. You have an Xbox, you have a PC, so the only reason you'd get a game on Switch is because it's a horny JRPG, or it's a first-party Nintendo game. And outside of Mario, Mario and Zelda are already out. We're not getting another one on this console generation. Like I hope you, 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 it's not coming out until the, the next Switch. Um, and so is Mario Kart and Smash are out. So what we have now is Animal Crossing, Pokemon games, maybe a new Donkey Kong game because they didn't remake Tropical Freeze. Um, um, Metroid when that drops, I feel like Metroid, Metroid when maybe, that drops yeah. is pretty interesting to you. But who knows when Metroid yeah, Prime yeah. Four is going to drop? But outside yeah. of that, Star Fox is the only other first party Nintendo game. They only got like twelve. 12 first party like I, original I, titles I, that they yeah, actually like, make Mario Kart maybe I haven't I don't have Mario Kart uh Super Mario Brothers New Super Mario uh, Brothers U that one's fun actually yeah, maybe like the uh, what's the Kirby game Kirby Star Allies I think or something like that Kirby Star uh, Allies is a short game although the Yoshi game too I'm excited for that one I'm going to pick that one that comes out Is there a Mario Maker game coming yep, out Yeah there's I a Mario there's, Maker game coming out yeah, as well I mean those are nice like uh like I don't mind like buying Nintendo first party titles as long as they're not too involved uh then i can like don't have to spend like a billion hours uh in them so i would say get the yoshi game when that comes out yoshi's crafted world because that one's also too it's um that one uh runs at a smooth 60 frames which is surprising about that one is that it's a unreal engine 4 game that runs at 60 frames per second and um unreal engine 4 and the switch are not best friends because fortnite does not run that great on it to be fair, Fortnite is pretty intense from a visual standpoint, I think. Yeah. But let's see. Yeah, but like, right. truthfully, though, the appeal of the Switch is honestly it's a bit more of a, as a portable console, I think, rather than a home yeah. console. <laughs> and I feel like for you, like... I bought Switch- it for Zelda. Zelda was the reason I bought it uh, initially. Uh, no, that's I fair. Played, yeah, I played Zelda. Zelda was the, the game I actually spent. Uh, and what else like i, I bought uh super mario odyssey which was all right i mean it, it wasn't it wasn't terrible like it, but like it wasn't it wasn't like the, really that great either but at this uh, point you literally just have first party nintendo games and third tier ports of like other games like for me i've been playing a lot of paladins in warframe warframe doesn't sync which is annoying but paladins does so it's like when i'm at like work i can do a couple of matches of paladins and then just play it on my xbox when i get home and my process carries over and honestly that's like the best appeal to switch to me is that i can you know play console level games that when i'm out out of the house but like for you i don't know if like you know that's something that really works as you pc game anyways yeah, see, most of the time I play on PC. Like I'm, like I, most of the time, it's like it's, I'm in front of my PC, so I have like no reason to switch over to the Switch. Because uh, you're gonna objectively get a worse experience. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, maybe I should like buy like some platformers that are like easy to play. Maybe like, uh, like something just like you got to commit yourself to some JRPGs, man. That, no, no, that's no, no, where no. It's at. See, that's, that's the problem. I don't commitment is the problem. Like, you need something that doesn't require commitment. So, like. Uh, Maybe like I already I already have Dead Cells on PC, but maybe I could like pick it up on the on the Switch and it'll be like like a roguelite, right? So it's like you just 
play like a little bit and you can pause and leave it's fine but like if uh, you're like sitting at like your computer already then what's the point of playing it on the switch that's, that's my thing right like i feel like for for the duplicate sort of style of gaming where like where i'm doing it it only makes sense if you like you know actively go to an office every day since i know you don't go to an office every day i feel like the benefits of a switch are greatly diminished outside of any yeah. first party games Clearly not a great idea when I bought it. But anyways, that, that's 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 neither here nor there. We can have like an entire discussion about why I buy video game consoles for no reason. Uh, so you can find us, as always, uh, Uh You can email me ideas about what to do with my Switch. Uh, contact at twoshadesofbrand.com. Send me, send me ideas. Send me if you have games that I, I, you think I should play. Uh, Send them over. Uh, Christian, okay, you can find me, actually, before I do that, you can find me on Mastodon as well, uh, at Static Slave, at Mastodon.zomacloud.com, where I'm continuing to talk about Overwatch League. So, you know, uh, that's that. And Christian, where can people find you? Jeff Kaplan, bring Overwatch to Switch. Uh, Holy but shit. But you can find me on Mastodon at Chosefina104.social. If they actually bought Overwatch to Switch, I would just, I would just die. Uh, that'd be fine. Uh, and with that, goodbye. Bye.